Hey, Composer Quest listeners, Charlie here. My summer break from podcasting is just about over, and season five is starting up on October 7th. To kick off this new season, I'm challenging you to a new composing quest. For this quest, we're going to be teaming up composers and video game designers to create brand new games, game jam style. Game jams are events that get people collaborating on a short game in a limited amount of time. If you've never participated in a game jam before, this is your chance to try it out. We'll be showcasing the final creations at Gamers Rhapsody, a convention here in Minnesota, on Friday, November 13th at 7pm. At the showcase, we'll have two guest panelists playing through each game and giving feedback. I'm happy to announce that our panelists are Tim Turry from Game Informer and Emily Reese of June Media, former host of NPR's Top Score podcast. You'll get to hear from them in just a minute. First, a few important details. If you want to participate, sign up at ComposerQuest.com Quest16 by Wednesday, October 14th. When you sign up, you'll be prompted for your skills like coding, music, art, sound design, etc. And you'll be matched with a teammate or two who complements your skill set. If you already have friends who you'd like to sign up with, you can do that too. Once we announce the teams, you'll have just over a week to complete the game, music and all. The final games are due on Sunday, October 25th. And finally, our prompt for this game jam is, I barely survived that game jam. So your game should be somehow inspired by this theme, but you can go in any direction you want with it. For the full details on this challenge, go to ComposerQuest.com slash Quest16 and email me if you have questions that aren't answered there. My email is charlie at ComposerQuest.com. Now let's hear from our panelists, Emily and Tim, and Thomas Spargo, who organizes Gamers Rhapsody. They have some advice for you about this quest. panel. Thank you for being here. This is awesome. So to my right is Tim Turry from Game Informer and Emily Reese from June Media and Thomas Spargo from Gamers Rhapsody. So thank you all for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Good to be here. So I'm really excited about this uh, game jam we have coming up and I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the panel that you're going to be on and playing through everyone's finished games. And what I was kind of wondering is what kind of games do you think would catch your attention in five minutes or less that you'll have to play them? Man, are you, are you speaking from like the music angle or just like gameplay wise? Like what would have that hook? Well, both. Okay. God, I don't know. When, when I think about it, Immediately, just like some crazy, catchy melody would have to hook me in right away, I think. Uh, But that's like if it's some sort of fast-paced, super challenging platformer or something like that. Because if I'm going to be dying a lot, I want there to be a really good melody to sort of reward and motivate me for doing that. (laughs) But that's like a very specific type of game. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What about uh, you, Emily? I think a lot about atmosphere and the the fact that the two have to match, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the game has to match, the music has to match the game. And I think if it's it's really rare that one can hook you and the other can't, right? I mean, think about 
how rare it is that I'll actually turn music off in a game or how rare it is that I'll actually like purchase or somehow acquire the soundtrack to a game that is a bad game. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they really do go hand in hand. And so, you know, if we're playing a super, you know, high energy platformer and the music is all like ambient and atmospheric and romantic or something, then that, that won't cut it. But, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the people who are paired together too. Yeah, that'll be the challenge of this one because for the most part, everyone is going to be meeting for the first time and because we're going to be randomly assigning composers and game makers. And um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a a lot of communication back and forth between the two. And uh, another fun part about this challenge that I think um, some people could go the route of actually having the music inspire the game in some ways too Mm -hmm. like maybe game designers who haven't had a chance to work with a composer might want to try something more music related in their game Mm -hmm. yeah if you you catch a certain vibe and it you know reminds you of uh you know uh ice level and even if the composer didn't think of that you know um suddenly you're just like oh this is this is a really cool idea i didn't know if i want to try you know an ice level or something and then suddenly they're making blocks that make you slip around and everything like that but i like the idea of two dueling sort of talents coming together and maybe pulling people out of their comfort zones um and either trying to compose something different or go to try to create uh maybe a different type of game they're not used to yeah one of my favorite examples of music-inspiring gameplay is from Bioshock Infinite and the character Elizabeth. I don't know if you played Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. That game's awesome. That game is amazing. And Elizabeth didn't have a very prominent role in that game until the composer wrote a theme for her and played it for the writer, Ken Levine. Levine. Mm-hmm. I can Levine. Ken Levine. Levine. You got it. Yes. I've never had the pleasure. Um, but... Once Ken heard that piece, he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We need to write her more into this game. So it can happen. I mean, it's, it's you know, not that we're going to have a Bioshock Infinite at the end of a week, but we could have the beginning of one, you yeah. know, and, and that's just kind of an exciting thought. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind, too, is that you'll only have a little over a week to be making this game. Um, so... You know, we we are going to show it off to the public, which might be a daunting thing. But obviously everyone understands that a game takes usually way longer than a week. Yes. So, yeah, if you're looking for like a decent insight into, again, this is a little bit more on the high end level of like what people could turn around in a limited period of time. Um, I haven't actually been a part of a game jam before. I've been in like, w- like weekend workshops and stuff like that. But um my best insight into it is actually uh, Double Fine. Uh, so they're the creators of games like Broken Age, which is uh, like probably that's one of their most recent games. And Tim Schafer works there, who's he owns the company, which is uh, a former Lucas Arts guy who did Grim Fandango and Day of the Tentacle and stuff. Anyway, they stop what they're doing at one point every year, just drop everything and take two weeks to work on just weird, outlandish um, game projects that they they kind of group think and then just see where they can get uh, in two weeks and come together. And sometimes they spin that one out into being its own game. Um, one of those actually Amnesia Fortnite game jams uh, games is uh, is called Headlander. And that was a game that has been spun out to be its own game now. 
it's just fun to see them just taking those ideas and, and blowing them out into something bigger. Um, and so that's what's exciting about this at Gamers Rhapsody is that we may see the seed of something that becomes, um, you know, a full-blown experience. Yeah, that would be great. Yes, it would. Um, so, Thomas, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about Gamers Rhapsody. Sure. So, Gamers Rhapsody is a video game media convention uh, in the Twin Cities. So, it's a convention for video game music, video game art, development, and narrative. So, we like to celebrate all the, uh, the artistic and creative aspects of video games. Yeah. And you just uh, kind of started this whole um, convention last year. Mm-hmm. just um, for a school project, right? What yeah, was it was started as a school project. It was an idea that I had for a little while. Uh, I've been a huge video game music fan even before I really knew it. Uh, with old PlayStation games, I would put the PlayStation disc into a CD player uh, and listen to the tracks, and it would, it would work. <laughs> so people thought I was really weird for that. But. That's awesome. you got to be careful because I think it's track one of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, Alucard will explicitly tell you not to listen to track two because that has computer data and mm. it's not good for it. Uh, so it's cool that you had more, better experiences like getting more, more tracks to play just by putting a PlayStation Black disc in there. Yeah. But like, if you're in Minnesota and... You love video games, and specifically, you know, I think there's a lot to get out of Gamer's Rhapsody, even if you uh, don't have um, a specific love for video game music, but because there's lots of awesome indie developers there and cool panels and just sort of how to get into the game industry was one from last year. Um, You know, uh, Emily and I uh, babbled about game music for a while, and (laughs) and then we we closed off the the night with... um, God, there's some amazing performances with oh, uh, uh, Do a Barrel Roll, who's mm-hmm. a local yeah. a local band, uh, and they're just virtuosic. They're so awesome. Do a ton of awesome Star Fox covers and uh, Pokemon, and they have the audience play the game uh, that they're mm-hmm. playing the music to. So, you know, you'd be playing Final Fantasy VII, and they'll have boss music just live, just <laughs> rocking your face off. Um, and then there was, uh, God, was it the... Tr- um, and Nerd Enhanced Sound. Yep, Nerd Enhanced Sound. Yeah. Another one of my favorites coming out of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a lot of fun just for live performances as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One last thing we should mention about when you guys are actually playing through the games, um, and at the end of that session, you two will come up with awards, uh, kind of on the spot. Um, I don't know, some ideas we were throwing out were like, what, best... Mm-hmm. Catchiest melody. Catchiest melody. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, best marriage of atmosphere. Or so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or you know, just like the most clever enemy design, or or mm-hmm. you know, the the most exciting like new protagonist or something. I don't know whether that ends up being a uh, uh, you know a, a yellow rectangle or someone <laughs> decides to put their time into you know it's a game jam. So mm-hmm. are you going to try to sell us on the mechanics of this game, on the art of the game, or? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, uh, or some combination of the two. But uh, yeah, we, I think I'm excited to see what what people come up with, and we will uh, sort of dole out some uh, acknowledgments accordingly. Yeah, cool. Well, um, one last thing, we want to plug your guys' podcasts too because um, yeah. both have awesome video game podcasts. So, oh. well, um, Tim, Game Informer. Yeah. Podcast. So. Um, Every week, uh, my coworker Ben Hansen and I co-host the Game Informer Show podcast, and it's a 
podcast that you can subscribe to on iTunes, and um, you can also watch it on YouTube. We also have a SoundCloud link up, so it's very listenable, multiple formats. Um, but it's important to note that just a few months back, um, we switched over from our previous uh, host, Matt Helgeson. So if you used to listen to it, uh, Matt Helgeson did an awesome job, but we've kind of revamped things in our own way. So we have different um, developer interviews. We've interviewed Warren Spector of Deus Ex fame um, and the Team Meat, the guys behind Super Meat Boy. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking with Greg Miller, uh, formerly from IGN, now of uh, Kind of Funny Games. And then on top of that, just us talking about new releases, babbling about Mario Maker and Metal Gear Solid most recently. <laughs> um, but that's uh, the Game Informer show. Excellent. Cool. My show is uh, still has no name, which is a whole other story. <laughs> um, you're more than willing to ask me about when you have time. Um but it's you can find it uh, at june-media.com. Don't forget the hyphen, or it goes to a Korean media company, which is super awesome, but See? a little confusing. Yeah. Um, so june-media.com. And we do, uh, my friend Sam and I interview people in the game industry, mostly composers and musicians, but uh, I did get a chance to talk to Gladys of Portal fame and awesome. uh, the sniper from Team Fortress 2 and some other neat things in there. We just recently had Jason Graves on from Until Dawn, which is a really neat horror game that just came out uh, this last month. Until Dawn is awesome, and the music's really great, yeah, too. Yeah, music is amazing. Um, just interviewed Austin Wintory today about the newest Assassin's Creed game, which comes out next month. Mm. Um Destroy All Humans with Gary Scheiman. We're going to have uh, McLean Deemer from Guild Wars 2 on and cool. Brad Derrick from Elder Scrolls Online. Lots of cool stuff coming up. So you can also subscribe at Patreon, which is patreon.com slash junemedia. We're on iTunes and we're on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And Gamers Rhapsody? If you want to get tickets to Gamers Rhapsody, you can go to our website. It's gamersrhapsody.com. Uh, that's Rhapsody as in like Bohemian Rhapsody or Rhapsody in Blue. Uh, you can get tickets. What other kind of Rhapsody is there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just like R-A-P-C-I-T-Y, Rhapsody, uh, which is where I go for all my, my hip-hop. If you saw what kind of searches we get and like people who try to spell Rhapsody, it would make oh, more sense. I hear you. I hear you. That's right. Nice. But you can find so, out all of our latest uh, guests of honor, our schedule, and all that sort of stuff coming yeah. out. And the bonus, though, for people who actually finish a game um, is that their team will get three tickets for yeah. Gamers Rhapsody. So, yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thank you all for joining me here. And Thanks yeah. for having us. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. There you have it. Thanks to Emily, Tim, and Thomas for coming in. Remember to sign up at ComposerQuest.com slash Quest16 by Wednesday, October 14th. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of games and soundtracks you all come up with. One thing I should mention, I have a feeling we may be overloaded with composers signing up. If that's the case, we're going to prioritize pairing composers and developers who live in Minnesota, since they'll most likely be able to attend Gamers Rhapsody. But if you want to help spread the word and get more game developers interested, I recommend checking to see if there's a chapter of IGDA in your area. IGDA is the International Game Developers Association. I've been going to the Twin Cities branch meetings, and they've been really helpful for networking with game developers. Maybe you'll meet someone there who might want to sign up with you. 
Good luck on this quest, and feel free to stay in touch with me through Composer Quest's Twitter and Facebook. The next podcast episode will be the Season 5 premiere on October 7th with blind film composer Stephen Letness. It's going to be a good one, so check back at ComposerQuest.com. Finally, the music you're hearing is my in-progress arrangement of the Kirby's Dreamland soundtrack for the Twin Cities Trio. They'll be at Gamers Rhapsody too, and they're looking for video game arrangements, so if you're interested, you can email TwinCitiesTrio at gmail.com if you want to write for bassoon, oboe, and clarinet. Now I'll leave you with this part of my Kirby arrangement by composer Jun Ishikawa, and this is from Castle Lololo, or Lololo, I don't know how you say it.